Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to talk about trusting the love process. And I've got a very special guest who's very knowledgeable around this topic. Her name is Krisha Sislo. So welcome, Krisha. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. It's a pleasure to be here. And yes, this is a very interesting topic, but let's talk about you know, there's this supreme song that I always remember in when I was listening to the radio in the in the 60s and 70s is, you know, this young lady's wondering when her man will come. And she's getting this advice from her mother that you just have to be patient. So I don't believe in just being patient because I want to be proactive in finding my partner. What do you think, Lynn? Yeah, but the thing is, there's, there's there's this sort of, I suppose, what we call forced action, which means you're putting pressure on yourself and pressure on, um, for want of a better word, the universe to present something to you. Or there is inspired action. There's a difference between the two, isn't there? Oh, I love that. Inspired action. But inspiration comes how does inspiration come? Comes in believing in our worthiness. It comes in knowing that we are doing our part, taking that one step forward so that the universe can bring that person and we meet in the middle. So it's it's an active way of inspired action. So it's there, there's an action there. It gives you a sense of control, doesn't it, when we say inspired action? It does, but it, it, I suppose we have to sort of learn the difference between what is inspired action and what is forced action. And I, for me, I feel forced action is when we put pressure on ourselves, we get too much in our heads, and we feel like we ought to be further on the road than what we are. So we feel like we ought to be doing rather than you know listening to our body, being intuitive, and just being. That's true. I know from my own experience, I am partnered now with a... a a wonderful man that I met just because the universe put us there. And I could tell you that story. It is incredible, but I could, uh, but I'm going to start first in my challenge of having a hundred first dates during the pandemic, four years I was single. Okay. And it all started just before the pandemic. I had 170 telephone dates trying wow. to sort <laughs> who is who is going to be a good match for me and out of that 170 I had a hundred first dates out of which I had four short-term boyfriends as I tried them on to see if they were life partners but honestly I got so burnt out so frustrated with this with the system of creating multiple dates and trying to meet as many people as possible I wanted to give up so many times and I could tell you the easiest thing happened because the stars aligned, the universe aligned. I grew into the person that could receive 
is that a friend of mine called me right after the pandemic. He lives in California and he says, hey, I'm coming to a retreat in Canada. That's where I live. I want to see you. I haven't seen you in ages. I'm paying for you to come to that retreat. Wow. I show up at the I know I show up at the retreat and guess what? My partner, my current partner also showed up at the last minute. He gave himself a gift for his birthday to be at that retreat. And we met and that was it. It was destiny. So what I'm saying is that we never know when the stars were aligned, but I was ready. I knew what I was looking for. I had my core values of what I was seeking in a partner that would make me super happy. And then the cherry on top, what those core values or characteristics or character traits that I needed to thrive in partnership. And guess what? He has those as well. Ah! <laughs> and would you say, um, I mean, uh, you know, I have, this is a topic all of its own, talking about physical traits that are our preferences, but would you say he has those physical traits that you you would prefer in a guy or doesn't and you were surprised? Um, he, he actually, <laughs> that's a good question. See, I realized that the physical traits are not the most important. I thought that I needed a man who was taller than me. I'm a tall woman. Yes. I can too. tell you my guy <laughs> is my exact same height. So I thought in my head, I needed to look up to a guy who was, you know, a minimum 5'10". My guy is 5'7". And he's perfectly because we see eye to eye, which is completely incredible. That means our body parts fit. When we hug, I don't crane my neck or he I don't have to squat because or he doesn't have to go down on his knees to try to hug me or step on a step when I dated a guy who was six foot four. It was way too big. <laughs> so honestly, physical stuff is isn't that important when I put the core values of does do I feel cherished? Does he listen well? Can we have difficult conversations and still survive with ease and find win-wins? Um, is there's financials uh, house in order? Because I'm I'm moving towards retirement. Uh, and how do I want to, to thrive in my lifestyle? And he too is on the same journey. We have common, uh, our assets are similar. So I've also dated people who, financially we're not at my level not that I'm a millionaire but I know I'm I'm set to retire but I can't carry another person into retirement if no. they're not working actively so as a woman too there's some imbalance men typically make more but I know for me that that gives me a sense of a lifestyle that I can I can grow into with a person so Honestly, those every human being has their own character traits that are important in their head, uh, their heart, and I call their heat or their hoo-ha. Mm -hmm. You know, that we have five most important things that we need. And we need to know what they are before we go shopping. Absolutely. Have you ever, yeah, Lynn, have you ever gone grocery shopping when you're hungry? I try not to because I've learned that lesson. <laughs> But it's like dating when you go grocery shopping uh, and you're starving for attention. Uh, you pick up the shiny objects, 
you know, you go to the chip aisle or the candy aisle and you're picking all the sweet stuff. But what that is, is just the superficial. It yeah. might be, oh, they're giving me attention. Oh, I might have sex tonight. But then we get attached. If you're a woman, I don't know about you, but if I get physical with somebody, we have these attachment hormones <laughs> and, and it makes us stick to people who may not be healthy for a long-term partnership. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves married to these people <laughs> and ouch, there's an expensive divorce and moving and children involved. It gets very messy. So I really think it's super important to know what you're looking for before you go shopping or before you go dating, make that list, but really do the inner work so that when you know, you see it, you know, it's healthy for you and you will thrive. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. And, um, and I agree, you know, that, that things like height don't need to be important. Um, but I mean, as regards any other physical traits, did you get what you are normally attracted to or do you certain you know do you sort of have certain things about guys that you find attractive and did he exude that well the most important thing is health so are they within their body mass index so that's my guide i'm not saying you have to be a certain height or a certain weight but are you physically healthy to if i find my guy and I want to live as long as possible in bliss and ecstasy with this person and grow a life together and journey into retirement. I want that to long as, last as long as possible. So I'm looking for emotional health, physical health. And that looks like eating healthy, active, you know, BMI, be the, within your body mass index so that when I find my guy, we'll, we'll know it's going to last because it's our responsibility. I, have you ever heard of Alison Armstrong? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Alison Armstrong talks about the masculine and feminine, but mostly she studied men. And when she is partnered with her husband, she says, you know, you just let them do their thing until it's a deal breaker. And in partnership, one of the biggest deal breakers is if you see your partner in an active addiction, then you have every right to say something. Or if their BMI is going over or they're getting unhealthy because they're eating chips every night and gaining weight, um, it's not supporting the relationship, right? So that's when you have um, reason to squeak <laughs> your partner um, is when things go out off the rail and putting the relationship, which is a third entity at risk. What do you think of that? Um, I've got a few things to say. I mean, I do agree with you. I'm, you know, in a situation myself where I'm looking for that, that guy that can have a long, because I do believe I'm going to live a long, healthy life. Uh, you know, I absolutely have 100% conviction around the fact that I have that intention and I want to attract a partner that will be sharing that with me. But I'm not so hung up on the, the BMI because I am, the doctor would put me on the scales, would say I'm actually obese, but I know I live a healthy lifestyle. You know, um, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Okay, I might not have 100% 
<laughs> co correct in terms of uh, nu nutrition. I'm, I'm overweight. I'll be classed as obese on the BMI scale, but I'm just heavy because I do a lot of exercise. And so I weigh more because my muscles weigh more than fat. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about the scale, you know, ladies, please. When we weight train, uh, we do weigh more. And especially when we're on our, on our cycle, we'll weigh more because we're holding water. So yeah, I hear you, Lynn. And as long as you're healthy weight, but that's my criteria. Everyone has their own criteria. So please don't judge yourself based on mine. Your criteria are your own and honor that. Thank you. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that because as I said, I, I don't really feel it's necessary for me to get hung up on that. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. necessarily have that as my criteria, but everybody's different. And I understand why you said that, because you do want to attract a partner that is going to live a long, healthy life alongside you and, and complement your own values and morals. And I also want to see a really nice butt, too. You know, I do want to see their sexy body. I mean, I want to be turned on. I mean, yeah. sexuality is a big deal. It's a big part of our attraction when we're dating and, and for keeping a partnership juicy. I think it's our responsibility to stay as healthy as we can so that we can have an active sexual life too. So that's a big deal of dating, but we're digressing from the whole concept. You know, the thing about dating, there's so much to talk about and how to be a great partner. Now, Lynn, I don't know about, but about you, but in my first levels of coaching with a new client is really teaching them how to date efficiently and that's a good three six month process but the next part is how to be a great partner no one teaches this stuff right no one teaches us how to date because all we see is drama on television and read in books and we think drama is is love but it's not it's unhealthy attachment Absolutely. And we don't usually have normally, you know, good parental role models, do we? You know, nope. even from our early start in life, and we certainly don't get educated about it in schools. So, you know, I do think there is a place for it, definitely within the school curriculum, you know, how to teach people these sorts of life skills, including, you know, relationship skills. I agree with you. I, I wish there was because our world would be so much better. Imagine if couples raised children in a healthy, loving household. Those children would learn how to be great partners themselves. And this would ricochet throughout the planet. And imagine there won't be kids who don't don't who are raised without a, a healthy male in their life or a healthy woman in their life. It really does affect the planet. So we're starting something really important by teaching them how to love and be loved, which is your birthright. I want to say it again. Everyone listening, it's your birthright to love and be loved. And this is straight from Osho. If anybody's heard from Osho, he's a spiritual master who's now deceased, but he talked a lot about sex and love. And he, and, the, and he believed that. And I believe in that too. So 
please don't negate love in your life. Uh, some of my clients, they're so afraid of dating because they had their heart broken. They built these shields around their heart. And it's hard to take those bricks away one by one and trusting that their heart can love again. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm absolutely on board with everything you just said. They, um, you know, I can remember going through that phase of having my heart very much protected by my own suit of armor. Now I've been lucky enough to have two great long-term relationships. You know, I had a, uh, I was with my ex-husband for 23 years and that was a great relationship. And I was with my ex-boyfriend for just over 10 years and that was a great relationship, but they just ran their natural course. And I think it's important for people to realize today that marriage or relationships don't necessarily have to be for life. And it's okay, you know, if they run their course and we do have to risk being, you know, being heartbroken and, understand that is an actual part of the process but it doesn't mean you can't love again and have a great relationship going forward i love that you said that because we in the old days we qualified a, a good marriage as one that went into old age and they they lived together for their whole life they met in high school for example and they lived till 90 or more but really i like to use the um, yardstick is not the duration, but the quality. So you said you had two long-term relationships that were of quality that ran its course. So I love that you said that because we often feel like failures. Oh, I got divorced. No one wants to date me. I'm broken. I'm damaged goods. There's no such thing. You learned from experience. You grew. You have new values that are important to you. And you deserve to love and be loved again. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't matter whether you've been in bad relationships or not previously. I mean, prior to meeting my ex-husband, I was in, you know, a few very toxic relationships that I self-sabotaged. Um uh, uh, you know, within that myself, as as well as them being, um, <laughs> you know, having traits that that were not pleasant to be around, and even good relationships, which I still managed to self sabotage because of the the place and the looking back the trauma that I've been through. So, you know, um, forgive yourself if you have attracted those in the past. Um, as part of your healing journey, you'll attract better going forward. Oh, I love the forgiveness piece. Um, Lynn, when people on board with me, we need to always look at our past and look at what our patterns were. If there was a pattern, oh, I dated the same kind of person for three day, three partners in a row. So for me, I'll give you an example. Uh, I would always try to fix them. <laughs> fix them or elevate them to meet me in my goals. So I wasn't always accepting them for who they were, always trying to change them. Oh, come, come up here, over here. Let's, let's build something together. So one of the things for me was if I was dating a guy who wasn't financially getting his stuff together or wasn't making enough money, I would help him with his business planning and trying to change them and elevate them to where I am. And of course, that backfires. 
Um, so that's a pattern. So we look at our patterns and then we need to forgive ourselves, forgive them. Look at the good stuff that we learned, take that with us, right? And the stuff we also need to learn is to look at what our patterns were and how to turn them around and recognize them so that we don't repeat them. So there is a process of healing, you know, in that journey of looking at our past. And that's something I, I do with my clients as well. Um, do you do any of that? Like healing, looking at the past? Yeah. I mean, literally, you know, the first part of, of um, any sort of client coach relationship for me is around looking at what is their history and what needs to be healed before we actually think anything along the lines of dating going forward. Right. So let's take it back to the woman who is dating, getting frustrated. She's not getting the result. She's going on lots of dates, but the men are seeing her maybe more as a plaything and not taking her seriously as a life partner. And she's frustrated as hell. How can we raise her and understand her values so that she doesn't do what I did also? What I did was, oh, I'm getting this attention from this lovely guy. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to pass on that red flag that just went by. I'm going to not look at that yellow flag. Oh, I'm just going to love this attention. And I realized that it wasn't meant to be. This was not a partner for long term. They were not seeing me in the light of uh, a life partner material. But I'm not seeing the red flags because I've been so lonely. I'm needing that attention. I'm working so freaking hard to get quality dates. And finally, there's somebody who wants to date me for a third time. I'm going to go anyway, even though I, I see all the red flags. How can we support this woman to really see her value and know that the right person is just around the corner? I feel that, you know, discussing boundaries, it sounds like, you know, in that situation, you know, it's it's knowing your value, knowing your worth and knowing what you will and won't accept and learning to trust that intuition and learning to trust that, you know, if there is red and amber flags being shown, then that is your gut intuition letting you know that something's not right in this relationship and it's also telling you that something needs to be healed within you because if you're accepting those unacceptable behaviors in other words ignoring those red flags then there's something within you that needs to be healed yeah right so this woman is still feeling frustrated and this is happening. She is accepting this. She wants dates. She keeps trying, devaluing herself in a way just to have that attention and knowing that her worth, uh, she needs to remember her worth and knowing that time will bring that person and believing it, but we have to be ready. <laughs> Right. We have to be ready when that moment comes, when that person shows up in the line at the grocery store, when you say, hey, tell me about that product you just bought. That looks delicious. Ooh, where did you find those yummy cantaloupes? Oh, wow. Like chop that person up. I don't know if that ever happened to you, Lynn, but 
I got dates out of just chatting people up in the grocery store. And a gentleman would escort me to the car so I could load up my car with my 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 groceries and he would ask for my number. So you never know where you're going to meet them. So please be open, say hello to people, smile, be your vibrant self and trust the universe is going to bring your person. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, to, to get attention, you can get attention from other people in your life. I mean, I, I get a lot of attention from other guys that aren't, um, you know, available, let's say, um, but but not not romantically. They're not interested in me, me romantically necessarily, but they do help me out, you know. So um, it's all about the energy we're exuding. So if you're actually putting out those positive vibes, you will get, I believe in karma, you will get back that positivity. And I get a lot of help. You know, I get a lot of neighbours that will help me out. If they see me struggling with stuff. I get a lot of... Um, friends male friends that'll help me if um I need some male advice so you know sometimes we can just have male friends that we know that are just be friends or and also female friends that can support us while we're in that process of trusting that the love will come eventually and uh knowing that sometimes separation is preparation isn't it Oh, I love that. Separation is preparation. Uh, the other thing is if you have male friends and female friends, people, please know that you could ask for their help to set you up. And that means, hey, do you have any single friends that you know who might be a good match for me? And I'm looking for someone who's X, Y, Z, who's you know got their whatever your values are. It's a process to go through. Can you, do you know of anybody? And they may, oh yeah, I know Joe from the office. Oh man, he's been divorced for a couple of years. Great guy. Oh, you got to meet him because you could ask for help. Even your single girlfriends. And even, listen folks, if you're dating someone who's a really good guy and you just don't have the chemistry, they might be a great partner for your friend. So please share, help each other out you're in the singles pool who what else you can do i'm just trying to think of other ideas is host a party with all the single people you dated in the past you still have their phone numbers give them a ring and call up your girlfriends have a party and guess what they might make new friends they might start dating and wouldn't you be the best host in the world summertime these are things you could do you don't even have to do it at your house you could do it at a bar just say hey all my single folks i'm bringing them all together you're all great men you're all great women let's all join together let's have a great night so you can kind of help the universe and when you help it's good karma <laughs> you're helping them find love and in return who knows? Good stuff's going to come to you. So give what you want. Give the love that you want and it will come back. 100% agree with that. Well, Krisha, tell us yeah. what is your best contact information for our audience, anybody that would like to connect with you? Oh, Lynn, this has been so lovely. Uh, please go to my website. It's called Date your destiny.ca that's date d-a-t-e your y-o-u-r destiny d-e-s-t-i-n-y dot c-a for canada 
Uh, I have a free gift there for you right on the homepage. It's a short video on how to stand out online with your photos because we only have a few seconds before you're swiped left. So please, I want every one of you to be a swipe right with the most fantastic profile photo and it'll give you the ins and outs on how to do that. So please grab your free gift. I look forward to uh, seeing you on, on my website. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that and for offering that as a free gift. That's an excellent tool. I'm sure that'll help many, many people. So, Krisha, any final words of wisdom about trusting the love process before we close the episode? Yes. So there is this movie where Jack Nicholson orders a breakfast and he put an order in, but the order came wrong. I, I maybe have this story wrong, but think of the universe as the kitchen. So you've got your list of what's important from your head, your heart and your heat, what your turn on is, and you put it out to the universe and what's coming is just needs to be tweaked a little bit. Don't worry, send it out again, send it back to the kitchen of the universe and trust that the right order will come knowing that you are worth every single moment you deserve to be cherished and loved so keep tweaking your order really know what you need and hold that very high in your heart and trust that the right person will come and finally you don't need to be standing over the chef while he's ordering and <laughs> cooking your stuff you trust that it's going to come <laughs> Yeah, don't micromanage <laughs> don't micromanage because they'll come in a different package than you ever thought <laughs> yeah you don't need to micromanage the chef <laughs> in that <laughs> metaphor you know trust that it will come you know you don't need to be hovering and micromanaging the situation and just be ready for magic to happen because the miracle is happening this has been great, Krisha. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your thoughts and sharing your own personal journey on this particular episode. I've really enjoyed it. Me too, Lynn. Thank you so much. So it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.